Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. You know our names by now, so we don't need to do that whole intro thing. I'm this is Taylor. <laughs> they know our voices. They hope, well, I mean, if they've listened to more than just this one. I'm the monotone, slow one, drive myself crazy when I'm editing. That's KJ. Bod is super high-pitched and just kind of nasally, you know? And by bod, you mean Jessica. And also, I am the opposite of high-pitched. I'm lower than you pitched. Really? Oh, well, that I don't know. What do you that. think, Taylor? Do you think I'm lower or KJ's lower? KJ's low, but you're not high. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a pacifist. Said like someone who has two kids who like solves unsolvable oh arguments gosh. all yeah. day oh. hers is better but yours is not bad yeah you're Thank not you. bad <laughs> no. mine is low but yeah okay fine it's not as low as kj's and mine is a little less monotone than kj's yeah yes there but is still monotone <laughs> taylor has our like full She's our expression. I'm all over the map, baby. <laughs> yeah you are mm-hmm. <laughs> so enough of that crap um <laughs> so we are doing a wonderful episode for you today on goal setting no i know i'm just kidding (laughs) we we're not already did that episode we're not doing any of that because i feel like you guys are probably pretty sick of all all that i don't know maybe you're not i am i've seen it on my social media constantly so Set your goals, your resolutions, that's great. We're just not going to talk about it today. We are going to talk about hobbies. A new spin on health in the new year. Yeah. Really just like bringing back hobbies altogether. Yeah, it's it's like the trend that needs to return. And it's going to return because of this podcast episode right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's far-reaching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why are we bringing back hobbies is a legitimate question. So let me break it down for you, I guess. So I was on Twitter. You've heard of it. And I was scrolling through tweets. You understand. I see a very important tweet about hobbies. And so I wanted to share it with you guys. Unfortunately, I did not favorite or save this tweet in any way. And so I'm sorry that the original person will not get credit. But here's the gist of the tweet. It said that in the new year, 2020, we need to get back to hobbies for the sake of hobbies and nothing else. And I love this idea because I, too, am guilty of having this feeling of like, Everyone is better at hobbies than I am. Like, for instance, having a podcast. People have podcasts that are, like, huge and massive, and they're making all this money. 
So then why should I have a podcast? Because mine's not that great. Or making a cake, which I can't do, but I have friends who make cakes. I hear people make them. (laughs) People do that. But like someone might make a cake and be like, that was fun. But then they feel bad because they're not making money from it. And this other person has a million followers that love their cakes. Or I made this cake and I thought it was so beautiful. And then I took a picture and it looked like crap. That's like, oh, so at my wedding, I was really into hand lettering things. And I did it all myself. And I was like so proud of them. And then I look back at the pictures and I'm like, okay, Jessica, that sucks. You should have just hired someone for that. Because what I thought I was doing in my mind was not the same. But then on the flip side, I had a very personalized touch on my wedding, which is great, you know? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we're, we want to get back to hobbies for hobbies' sake. Just to do something to take your mind off of normal everyday life. Give yourself an escape, a way to challenge yourself, to be more creative, to learn something, to grow into a different type of person. That's what a hobby can do for you. But only if you just let it be and you're like present in hobbying. Mm-hmm. That's hobby-ing. Ing. Mm, well, I think a big thing in society now is we're all so busy. Right? We're all so busy. And there's always that, that saying like, oh, ain't nobody got time for that. And I really think that that's why hobbies have kind of gone out is people are just like, I don't have time for that. Like, I have things that need to happen, but I don't. I think that we're missing the connection between hobbies and our mental health. So how they can help us? Because what if we replaced it with, replaced it with social media and Facebook and Instagram and Netflix and Hulu and zoning out and stuff? Because before we did all of that, what did we do? I think we did hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it kind of gives us a place. And value. I think it gives us value. It just makes for a way that you can connect with other people. And when I think about people that I think are really interesting, it's people that have a lot of hobbies. and that Yeah, they're out there doing stuff. Yeah, that do a lot of different things with their time, or they're creating things, or they're out experiencing things that they love. And sometimes... Like, I just think about, this is a weird thing to, like, inventory about myself, but it's like, what are my passions and what are the things I like? Could other people, if they were talking about me, say the things that I'm passionate about and what I like to do? Mm -hmm. And am I living in a way that shows that? Or am I living in a way where I do my eight-hour day at work and I come home and then all night I'm just on screens like a zombie yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. which in this past year if i look back at that that is probably what i was doing with my nights most of the time Mm -hmm. instead of getting out and doing some of these things that i actually love and will remember doing instead of like the you know five parks and rec episodes i watched in a row Mm -hmm. and that's not to say if you do that stuff that's not bad but Time in like, a season. Yeah, it's yeah. like moderation and do you have balance and do you have a mix of those things? Mm-hmm. I remember I was in therapy recently and I was talking about how 
like since having Anna, I was like, oh, Elliot and I don't like have time to do stuff because it's hard for us to go out, blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical you had a child stuff. And she was like, well, do you guys have any hobbies in common? And I was like, no, we don't. And so Elliot and I have been like consciously working on trying to find something to do together. So one of the things that we found was we can cook together and that we can do at home with Enna and it's great. But that's a skill that we both are very poor at. And so it's really challenging and it's frustrating for me. And I always say that if I'm going to cook something, I'll probably end up crying. And that does happen a lot, sadly, (laughs) because I just get overwhelmed because I can't do it. It's outside of my comfort zone, which is weird, but it's not that hard, but it really is for me. But it's that idea of like learning and growing, and then you can do it with someone else. And so it becomes a way to attach and connect as well, which is awesome. But I think it's just, it has to be for the sake of doing it, not for impressing people or monetizing it later and you know if that stuff happens later that's great but I feel like we have this idea that our passions need to give us something rather than just being a passion as a way of coping with the fact that life is hard sometimes and so I can go do this thing that makes me really happy so I feel like people would have the idea of I won't write a book unless people are going to read it and it's going to be a bestseller Instead of having that idea of I can write a book because it brings me joy to give life to these characters and it doesn't matter if anyone ever reads it. That's Mm -hmm. a worthwhile hobby and pursuit. You're learning and growing and creating along the way. It doesn't matter if it engages everyone in the whole world, you know? It's not going to be Harry Potter, although it might. So I might as well just start and do it, you know? (laughs) But if it isn't and if no one reads it but like, your child or your neighbor or no one but yourself like that still is a worthwhile goal and use of your time yeah I had this conversation with uh Logan I think it was like a couple years ago and I mean we've been married for almost 10 years we've known each other since we were nine we've been dating for you know a lot of some years I don't know how many but mm-hmm. you know it's like we've known each other for a really long time and we were talking about like poetry came up and then I was like oh yeah like I have a book of poems and I write poetry and he was like what he had no idea idea. and I just I write poetry and it's just it's not like I've it was so for me that I never even told Logan about it like never so a lot of my poems come from really tough experiences that I've had And then sometimes I just get an idea and I write it down, but I have this book and he was blown away Mm -hmm. that I wrote poetry and that I never told him, that I never told anybody. And it made me reflect on like, why didn't I tell him? Because of course, I mean, Logan would be nothing but supportive, you know, and he'd want to help me or in any way that I could, or he'd leave me alone with it if I wanted him to. But I was like, I think it was just so for me, like I never had any plans for any of it to get out or any of it to like leave me and I don't know it was just like a really nice thing it's still something that I do Mm -hmm. I think that's like a very worthy pursuit to do something just for you that challenges you and allows you to process in that case you know just something to let you let go of life for a little while do something creative do something new hard whatever it is 
and then be done and go back to your normal life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that self care idea that we were talking about that self care should be hard and good. Mm-hmm. And this is a facet of that would be having a hobby that's good for you that allows you to let go of what you need to let go of, but also engage your mind in new ways. You know, mm-hmm. I tell my clients all the time, you don't learn math because you need math when you're older, you learn math because it gives you necessary brain structure to be able to understand things when you're, as you're growing. And then as Gosh, adults, I'm going to tell my children that I know it's right? time. I got to yeah, lock that nugget away. You know, like I think it is worthy to say I'm doing something just for me with no expectation of what it's going to bring me other than to just do it. Yeah. I love what you guys are saying. And that just made me think about our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Our podcast for me is for sure a hobby. It's not something that I kind of have this outlook of like, what is it going to do for me or that it's going to be like this huge money maker or, you know, this huge thing, but it's like an outlet of, you know, basically putting what we know as therapists out there in hopes that it will help other people. But I think we get a lot out of the process. Like how the process looks is, Mm -hmm. you know, we record And then I spend time editing, and for some reason, that's, like, a part of my brain that I, like, I just love that process. Um, For a period of time, I was also really into, like, video editing and made a bunch of videos. Oh, my gosh, you guys. We should try and link one of those. (laughs) That's so funny. I still make home videos of, like, trips I go on and things like that, Mm -hmm. so I don't know why I like editing, but we edit it, and then you know, these guys listen to it and send their edits and it's just this whole process. And I think we've learned a lot from it. We learn from each other and then hopefully, you know, it goes out in the universe and helps somebody. But I found fulfillment in that and wouldn't have really known that from the beginning. It was more just an idea of something I wanted to try. And I don't know that I really expected it to go very long you know yeah I don't <laughs> so, think any of us expected to still be here like, and now I'm like we should probably just do this for the next 15 years <laughs> yeah like, like we'll even always if be nothing podcasting. about this changes yeah because we're you know we're over well maybe like a year and a half no over a year Almost. in yeah um and it's just been really fun like it's mm-hmm. just a way to express ourselves and I don't know that's, I mean, that's what it has been for me. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's what hobbies can do for you. It's like a way to express yourself and a way to cope. And mm-hmm. I think when we kind of look at it from a mental health perspective, hobbies are coping skills. Yeah. Um, they're ways to just kind of focus on something that can get you out of your own head a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think a big part of this, using this as a coping skill, is that we have to let go of expectations that we place upon ourselves as we begin a hobby. Mm -hmm. Because I think we forget so quickly what it was like to not know a skill and to have to learn it. Like, there was years, 18 years. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, for us, it was 18 years. But (laughs) most people, 
can't be less time where you're in school and you're slowly learning and growing and you're doing things in 12th grade that you couldn't do in kindergarten. That's just mm-hmm. how it goes. But we just did it so gradually that we didn't notice that we were learning along the way. But now as adults, I think we have this expectation of like, I should be good at this. Mm-hmm. Instead of realizing like, this is my first pancake, right? Is that a saying that people are familiar with? No. That your first... Okay, so I, I there's mean, a I'm, saying. I dig it, but... Yeah. <laughs> and... It's in Gilmore Girls, so that's how I know it, but I don't know if it's <laughs> elsewhere. So the idea is that the first pancake usually burns or is too runny and you get it wrong. And then you adjust the pan and you get it right after that. And so the idea is that you throw out the first pancake. I did that today, it, literally. Did you? Yeah. Oh my, see, Wait, pancakes are thing. so hard to make. Just, are, right? Okay. So think of your hobby as you're going to have to make a lot of pancakes and it's okay if you're like, Oh, I really want to get into this. And so you invest and you start doing it and then it's awful and terrible. That doesn't mean you need to stop. If you enjoyed it, then keep going and keep trying and realize that you're going to learn as you go and you're going to be a lot better, you know, six months from now. But if you only do it once and then you're like, I suck at this you're not going to be any better in six months. That's for sure. But realize that like your first pancake is going to be a failure and that's okay. There are so many things with Enna where I'm like, Oh, I'm buying her clothes and I want to make sure that I buy the right amount and that I buy the right sizes and that I spend the right amount of money. And then I remember like stressing out about it. And then I was like, this doesn't matter. It's my first pancake. I've never bought her clothes before. If I overspend or underspend, I will learn And then the next time is going to be better. And then the next time will be better and blah, 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 blah. And you have to realize that you're just going to have a lot of failures before it's better. But tell yourself that. This is my first pancake. It's okay if my first looming experience sucks or if my first painting experience is a disaster. I can throw that one away or I can hold it and be like, this was my first pancake. It's beautiful in its own way. Mm -hmm. I love love that. I love that phrase and that you mentioned looming because that's my next (laughs) endeavor. Yeah, because I'm leaving my full-time job this week and I'm going to have a lot more time. And I panicked a little bit about that. And so I have time for a little while. Yeah. yeah, So I bought myself a loom and I told myself I'm going to learn how to weave and I'm yeah, probably going to suck because I'm not great at those, like, right-brained skills. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to remember that when I'm trying that out. Your it's first, my first pancake. So it doesn't yep. have to be pretty. Yeah. Nope. An experience yeah. that this reminds me of was in college. I'd have, I'd do, like, two semesters on, and then I'd always have a semester off where I'd come home and live and work and make some money. And I'd always work at this coffee shop that I really liked, but I had a lot of time on my hands, obviously. And so I was like, I should probably, I I listened to this song. It's by uh, G love and the special sauce. If you haven't ever heard of them, I think I know (laughs) exactly what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Okay. You should all look up G love, but there's this one song where there's a harmonica solo and this guy just wails on the harmonica and I just thought that it was like the most inspiring thing in the world I play zero instruments that day I went out 
I bought a harmonica. I bought a beginner manual with a DVD. (laughs) And I sat in my room. I remember my sister walked in on me one time when I was in my room. I was fully dressed with a gray bathrobe over my clothes wearing a fedora. Mm -hmm. I'm literally like 21 years old at this point. And I'm just, and I am just playing my harmonica (laughs) on my little tiny TV in my bedroom, like watching the notes bounce. I was playing a a song called Freight Train Stomp. And my whole family was, they didn't get the whole like, this is your first pancake thing. They were like, you're horrible. You should stop doing this. But I kept going and now I play the harmonica and I love the harmonica. (laughs) I have no um, idea. Do you guys you wanna, play the harmonica? Do you want to hear a little sampling of Taylor playing yes. the harmonica? Oh my gosh. What? Stop. You have some? Wait, how do you have this? <laughs> how do you have this? Oh, uh, Mark that is me. That's one of my classic songs. <laughs> Uh, I posted a Instagram post of Taylor playing the harmonica that said, how to study for an exam in your last two months of grad school. Hashtag just don't. That sounds about right. Just don't. So I think... Oh my god! I think that's oh what gosh. we were doing instead, was watching Taylor play the harmonica. How did I miss out on this? Oh, I did yeah. not even like that photo. That's how much I missed out on this. Maybe so if this people. was... This was five years ago, so can oh, you imagine? Five years well, almost ago, six wow. years ago. Can you imagine what Taylor must sound like now on the harmonica? Oh, yeah. You guys, I wail. I wail on the harmonica. I love that <laughs> so much. I love this story. And I also so love you can do, a and, you a can do <laughs> and a fedora. And my sister walked in and she was like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, I was like, hey, girl, I'm busy. <laughs> she was like, we need to get you out of here. See, interesting people have hobbies, I'm telling you. Yes. You want to be an interesting person or a person that is easy yes. to shop for for gifts? Yeah. Have, have hobbies. Have hobbies. It's literally the easiest thing for me to shop t- for my husband. I hope that you guys call your husband by name. I don't know what to call my husband because he has, he has two names. names. Husband um, number one. Yeah, he is so easy to shop for because... He loves sports teams and lots yeah. of sports. So I just go into a sporting goods store and I'm like, I'll take that for that sport he likes and that for that sport and we're good. Yeah, That is so nice. This is covered. <laughs> it really is. That's like my dad. If you ask anyone who knows my dad, they if you said like, describe Kurt, you'd be like, oh, he's a hobby man. My dad always has a new oh, hobby. I want somebody to say that about me. Yes. And my dad invests a thousand percent. And he got it from my grandpa who does the exact same thing. But I really have seen that he doesn't let that first pancake get him down. But like, I also like you know? that it's not like, oh, he had this hobby and then he stuck with it forever. So it's only a good mm-hmm. hobby if it serves you forever and you no. keep doing it for a long time. Yeah, you do it while you enjoy it. And then yeah. it's okay to let it go and move on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My brother is the same way, and he is like, I'm, when I think about it, he is 
such an intelligent person. Like when I was younger, I'd be like, my brother knows everything. He's the smartest guy in the whole world. But it's, I think his hobbies play a lot into that because he'll like find something that he's really interested in and he'll learn everything about it, like everything about it. And then he like does it for a while and then he moves on to something else. And because of that, he has like a huge base of knowledge and interests and he can relate on a ton of different levels. So yeah, yeah, I love hobbies, it. man. They're, They're so, so good. good. I love and I it. Loved, I love what you said in the beginning about it not having to be lucrative because I feel mm-hmm. like that is a huge thing. Like say as a mom, you start to make hair bows for your baby and they're really beautiful. And like in a half a second, somebody will be there being like, these are beautiful. You should sell them. Oh, like, yeah. You should start immediately. Business. You should do yeah. this. It's not enough to do something for yourself. You have to monetize it. Yeah. Or you have to be the best. Better than everyone else on social media. Instead of being like, I'm just doing this because I like doing it. Yeah. Because I enjoy it or something. But it's, yeah, it's like you're, it's only good or valued or important if it can be lucrative. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is fine if that's what your intent is. Like, I want to earn money doing this. But- Mm -hmm to take a hobby and be like, I want this to be a hobby. And then to immediately then have the pressure of trying to make sales and mm-hmm. feeling like you're feeling because people aren't buying it or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's when I think it encroaches, encroaches, sorry, it encroaches on our ability to enjoy the hobby for what yeah. it is. And so that's why I'm really encouraging doing a hobby just to have a hobby, not to make money, not to be the best in the world but just to do it and share it on social media and stuff. But you don't have to make money from it and you don't have to be the best. You can be like, look at this cake I made that is very mediocre. It's great. Yeah. I feel There's nothing awesome. wrong with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, awesome. I, I hope that having a hobby is not something that becomes more and more rare. Cause I just mm-hmm. feel like that's the direction like things are moving and I mm-hmm. hope we can be those people that they're like, oh, yeah, she's a hobby person. Like, how yeah. cool is that? Mm-hmm. So maybe take some time this week and think about a hobby that you guys want to try or you want to really continue that you have and do it more often. Mm-hmm. And we'll let you know how ours keep going. Maybe Taylor mm-hmm. can, you know, show us some harmonica or <laughs> yeah, I on our stories. I hope some uh, lucky. of my weaving. <laughs> yes. yes. Maybe I'll cook something. That's not a disaster. <laughs> Even if, but if oh, not, but- I'll show you my pancake. That is yes, a literal first pancake. Yep. <laughs> but I have You're to welcome. tell you guys, Logan has already chosen his hobby for when he retires. And he's barely started what? his profession. He is going to collect rare and exotic bugs and insects from all like, over the world. Like they have at like museums? Precisely. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. He's like, yeah. oh my gosh, this sounds like the best thing ever. He's, he wants to like travel to the rainforest and get those crazy giant beetles. No. And, and I'm like, where All right, yeah, for those? sure. I'm like, I will go with you. 
You leave me at the hotel. Oh, I'll play yeah. my harmonica by the pool. <laughs> you can hike into the rainforest and collect your Grab beetles. A bug. Yes. Gosh, but how hilarious. funny is that? He just like, and he's serious. He's going to do it. I will yeah. be proud to know him and call him my friend. I know. Yeah. I can't wait to come see your bug collection in 50 years. Me too. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Good luck hobbying, guys. <laughs> Sayonara. And Bye. Again, thank you to Hobby Lobby for sponsoring this episode. Holler. Because this hobby, our podcast, is so lucrative. Exactly. <laughs> we don't pay to do this or anything. No, like, of course not. Just we a, do. We do. Is the thing. Full disclosure. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloopers. Bloopers. So, we thought it'd be Get ready, Hobby Lobby. (laughs) We're sponsored by Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, die.